the CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to the latest episode of the CGA Tour. I'm still your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. And today I'm joined by none other than the uh, Oklahoma State alumni fan himself and past Oklahoma State intern with me, Bo Wilson. Bo, how's it going? Hello, it's going well. How are you? Doing good. Oh man, um, I, there's just so much going on in the background where you're where you're at, man. You sure it's all going all right? So, so, so we're we're in the back back porch of my dad's house right now, and Adele was FaceTiming one of her friends, and she was looking, she was showing them the the like stool she just painted, and they were just really really loud. <laughs> so, yeah, good times, nice, good times for sure. Well, in recent news, Bo, uh, I'm just going to jump into it here. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma State Thunder, um, basically man of man of the hour, um, and who I think everyone in the league would equivocate with Oklahoma City. Like, if you say Russell Westbrook, you immediately think, oh, yeah, he plays for the Thunder. Um, now I know he's got some other stuff going on and stuff like that, but you know, fashion stuff, you know, the why not foundation and everything else. But more or less, I, when I think of Russell Westbrook, I think of Oklahoma State Thunder. Of course, I'm a huge Thunder fan, as everyone knows, plus in previous episodes, but Bo, had to have you on today to kind of hear what your thoughts are as far as Westbrook's, you know, no longer going to be in a Thunder jersey, um, for next season. He did sign the contract to stay with us, but Paul George had other plans, which kind of um, forced a timeline, at least, a timetable in Oklahoma City of what what's the Thunder going to do next? You know, Paul George is gone. He requested a trade officially with the Thunder and Sam Presti. So what what are Thunder going to do next? They ended up trading Westbrook to the to I would say division rivals, um, but they're they're in the same conference, not the same division, but. Either way, to, to, I'd say, a huge rival in the Rockets, who we played uh, in the playoffs not, not too long ago, just two, se- just two or three seasons, I think three seasons ago, when Westbrook won the MVP that year, when a lot of people in Cardin should have won it. But now, those guys were back, you know, number one and number two in MVP voting um, three seasons ago, are now on the same team. And we've got a chance to see how um, a little bit older Russell Westbrook plays with um, a little bit older James Harden than when Harden was with the Thunder. What, what are your thoughts immediately when you heard about the trade? You know, I know you're kind of a Thunder slash kind of a Celtics slash uh, a fan of the NBA, but what were your thoughts initially? Yeah, a lot to, a lot to dissect from that there. Um, I mean, I guess first to just provide a little background. So it's not that I wasn't a Westbrook fan. It's that like after the last couple playoffs, the Thunder just did not perform as well as they could have. Um you know, I think not to shed blame on Westbrook, but I mean, he just didn't have the players surrounding him. And you know, that being said, it's just uh, it's kind of like we all of a sudden just shed the blame on Westbrook. Like you're not a you didn't uh, like game up or prove yourself when the team needed you or stuff like that. So it's like a lot of people, including myself, kind of wouldn't mind Westbrook leaving. I guess that's how I uh, kind of took at it at first where it's like okay maybe we should get rid of Westbrook and Billy Donovan and Paul George definitely um but then hearing the news was just a big shocker in the end it's like even um you know as a you know like you said kind of a Thunder fan it's definitely a good team but I mean it was definitely a big shock I mean he's been so loyal like you said he signed that deal um max contract and yeah, to the Rockets, no less. I mean, teaming up with old Harden. I, I mean, uh, I just it was. Can we can we curse on this? Yeah, to, that's to, okay. Fine. Yeah, we'll make an exception. Okay. This episode. Uh, well, well, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, the first reaction was just, "What the fuck, man? What happened?" I mean. And, uh, and then it happened, and now we're moving on in Chris We Trust, right? In CP3 We Trust. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, going forward with it, I mean, 
the draft picks aren't going to come until 24, 26, further down the line. So it's it's definitely a long road for the Thunder for the next couple of years. And I don't think that, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see, like, it's a small market team. It's going to be tough for the next couple of years, like seeing how the Thunder, you know, like supports the city or how the city supports the Thunder. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting couple of years for the Thunder. Yeah, it really will be. I think it, I think it's just kicking off, um, kicking off the Thunder's rebuild about, I would say two years earlier than I thought it would. The best way I've explained it so far to, now, friends who are out here in San Diego who know I'm a huge Thunder fan, but I'm really one of one out here as a Thunder fan in San Diego. So, um, when other people have asked me, like, how, how do you feel? How was your reaction to the trade? I would say it just feels like the party is ending about two years early. It wasn't the best party in the entire world. We weren't winning championships every single year. But it just feels like the party was ending a little bit earlier than I thought it would. You know, it, it was almost like, you know, one guy just said, hey, you know what? It's my house. I'm going to I'm gonna leave now. And that means you guys have to leave too. And I'm not mad at the, you know, at Paul George um, because the guy's a businessman and he made the trade behind the scenes and all type of stuff. So I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm of course, like, uh, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm the smallest amount of mad possible because I go, I go, man, you know what? I just really didn't think this would happen right now. But I have to come to terms with it. It's now been a couple of weeks since this happened. And I was walking around NBA Summer League with my hands on my head. And just, you know, as I've said, like before, just just kind of just what in the world? Because the trade happened at 11 a.m. 11, sorry, excuse me, 11 p.m. Pacific time on a Friday night. You know, it was a very Sam Presti-esque move of let's do this in the middle of the night. You know, not too much going on right now and of course the second it happens Sidney Smith is getting called out of bed you know whatever with the Paul George part of it but it just if I had to say it um I listened to a lot of Ryan Rosillo podcasts of where he equivocates um you know girls you know you've dated or other relationships you had in your life with how the sports things work out so I'm gonna kind of do the same thing of this is like to me, this reminds me of, of the guy who was just leaving the party too early. It was a good party. You're happy to be there. You're excited. You weren't trying to leave anytime soon. But it wasn't the best party in the entire world. You weren't going like, oh, my gosh, dude, we got to have this every single weekend for the rest of my life. But, but it was like a, oh, know, we're ending this early, you know, kind of reaction. And I haven't. I haven't really been able to come to grips with seeing Westbrook and all this media stuff and the Rockets jersey. And I, I will tell you this, Bo. I will definitely be watching the first Thunder versus Rockets game. Um, probably out of TV since I'm in San Diego right now. Maybe it'll be, you know, live. Who knows? But that'll be a game I'll have to watch to try to get over this. Try to put my whole brain in perspective of, Gosh, this guy played 11 years for us and has been with us since the inception of the Thunder. And all of a sudden, he's, he's gone. He's for another team, you know. not gonna be. I, I thought of all guys, Westbrook would be the Thunder lifer. And to see him get traded, and not just traded to, you know, Western Conference team, you know, that I didn't think would do that well. And not to see him move completely to, like, the, you know, to the West Coast or something. He's, he just moved, you know, down the down 35, I-35. James Hart. Um, so he's not, yeah, he's he's not in Dallas, but again, he's he's like what eight hours away from Oklahoma City now driving. So it yeah. seems a little odd to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to make. Uh, how do you think the crowd will react to Westbrook? Do you think they'll applaud or or boo him? Or going like for Paul George? Even how do you think they'll react to him coming back to Chesapeake? I think Paul George will be applauded. I don't. I think people stand up and cheer, and there'll be a lot of you know, thank you, Paul, and all type of stuff because the narrative is going to be different than KD. Because I think at this point, people are people that I talk to at least go, yeah, Kevin Durant's got some other stuff going on that maybe we gave him we gave him a hard time for because basically Kevin Durant was leaving the party as it was starting in Oklahoma City, is what I would say. It was just, you know, we were, we were just kind of 
you know, what if Kevin Durant stays and all of a sudden we get we get Mellow or, or whoever, you know, maybe that's the difference and you never know. So Kevin Durant's leaving the party before it really came to fruition. Whereas Paul George was leaving the party and we'd already seen it kind of happen twice and I so I, for that reason and the fact that the Thunder got something back for him. You know, they they still got, you know, kind of a reclamation process of, hey guys, you know what? In the distant future, there'll be a same kind of party that'll happen that, you know, there'll be a chance of it in the future. I'm not going to kill it off for the next, you know, five years without any help coming back. And I think for that, Paul George will get some applause and some signage and stuff like that. But Russ, dude, I think people will just go crazy. They'll be wearing their Westbrook jerseys that they'll, that they have saved. No one's, I've seen one guy burn a Westbrook jersey on Twitter and literally, it's just for clout. All he was just trying to do is just get the likes and the retweets, all type of stuff. Type of stuff. You know, yeah. no one's burning a Westbrook jersey that's a true Thunder fan. You know, no one's really donating these. They'll probably still wear them to the arena and everything because, honestly, that dude really stood up for Oklahoma City. He came out again and again in public statements of, I want to be here. This is my, this is the city I want to live in. And coming from a dude who was, you know, went to UCLA for two years, was an L.A. lifer, um, before coming to Oklahoma and getting drafted, you know, he spent all his life in, in, uh, Southern California and for him to go, you know what? I, I do like Oklahoma city. And, and I understand a lot of sports commentators are going to come back and go, well, he has a house in LA and he lives there a lot of time. You know what? For Oklahoma city fans, you've been with us since the thunder started. And that's going to mean so much more that you were always, always putting your best foot forward for the city there was never a, oh, Westbrook, Westbrook gets, you know, arrested or there was some issue with him and another guy in the locker room, whatever. If anything, the only issues Russ had was with reporters who were asking him questions he didn't want to answer. And that's how every Thunder fan, I would assume, and as a Thunder fan myself, I, I have a pretty good gauge on it. And that's how people think of it, Russ, is this is the guy Oklahoma City fans know. And if you're an if you're a fan of the Thunder and you're in the Philippines, you know because there's a big Russell Westbrook court in the Philippines that Nike did, uh, you're you're an Oklahoma City fan because of Russell Westbrook, and everyone Oklahoma City is thankful for the guy for him staying in Oklahoma City. The whole oh that's Kevin Durant's team is really faded away now completely because it's been Russ's team. Russ won the MVP, so Russ will probably get a statue out, out front of um, Chesapeake Energy Arena, and he'll get his name number in the rafters. I would assume that's the earliest moment possible after he retires, too. Yeah, I mean, as far as the uh, the rush trade or just moving forward, um, I don't know, who do you think will uh, step up? It seems like Stephen Adams is the guy that everyone's leaning towards because, I don't know, when I was, I've been watching a couple of videos on YouTube recently where it's like he's been doing ads. He's like all over like Oklahoma news now or like just, I think the, the company was called like beef and he's just like, he's the main man now. At least that's what I think. He'll take on a, a bigger role and hopefully drop 20 a night. <laughs> um, I, I hope Steven Adams becomes that guy. I hope that is, I, I think his stats will improve no matter what, because Thunder will be running a different type of offense next year. Um, there won't be a lot of fast breaks going to, you know, where Adams is just bouncing out to Chris Paul, either off his fingertips or just bounce passing it to him to, um, start the fast break and an easy bas- bucket for Russ. There's no one really faster in the league than him. Maybe a healthy John Wall. You know, I, I know the, you know, the Fox, um, you know, the Kings pretty are fast, good, fast guy too. But what, what I would say is, is that the Thunder are going to running different offense now. And I'm interested to see how Steve Nabbs does on the pick and roll. I think they're going to do that more often with him now that Jeremy Grant, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook are gone. And if Chris Paul starts out the roster, you know, starts out on the roster day one, um, in the first game, I don't see Chris Paul getting traded until closer to the deadline, maybe even next season. When his salary is not that bad and some other team gets a little bit desperate because I think Chris Paul could stay on the roster basically is what I'm saying. And Thunder could be using Chris Paul and Steven Adams as kind of their one-two punch and trying to make a make a fight for the eight seed because they don't really – the Thunder are not in a position to tank and there's not really a big incentive for them to tank this next year because 
the Denver pick is protected. So, you know, if Denver does just absolutely horrible, then sure. But I think both picks are going to be about mid, you know, mid-20s anyways. Um, the Thunder, of course, if they get really icy in the playoffs, which I don't think happening, but the Thunder could be just barely out of the lottery for next year or barely in the lottery for next year as well. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think, I mean, that's the other thing too, like all these unprotected, do we just have one protected pick in this whole trade montage? Just one protected one? Oh, no, we, we have, um, we have a couple of them that are, um, that are protected, but the best way to explain it is that the Thunder have some that are protected from Houston that I've read that these Houston picks are protected, but if Houston somehow gets the one through five pick, then the Thunder get two second rounders. So if Houston all of a sudden bottoms out completely after James Harden, Russell Westbrook in their contracts, and in 24-24, Houston gets a one through five, then the Thunder get you know, two second rounders. And the same thing for 2026 too. So Houston will either really want to just absolutely go for the gutters, but or, or or just, you know, play it out and be best as possible because they know Thunder are going to get in. Why not keep keep moving forward? But these Houston picks could be really good if they're like 6 through 10. I, I just have a hard time thinking Daryl Morey and the Houston establishment is going to let the Rockets get to a point where they would be, it, within a decade, they'll be um, in the lottery. That seems tough to me right now because James Harden isn't that old. Yeah. No, he's like 26, 27. He's pretty young. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to double check on that real quick here. Just head it over to our uh, stats and research department for the CGA Tour podcast and uh, see if they can pull that up real quickly here. Oh, uh, they just they right. just shot me over the text. Uh, he's twenty nine. Um, so he'll turn he'll turn okay. thirty he'll turn thirty before the season starts. So I'll say it that way. He's born August twenty six, eighty nine. So Arden Arden will be thirty before the season starts, but you know, I mean, still. Probably six years minimum left of good, you know, good playing time and stuff. And that'd be right around that 2024, 2026 picks or so is when Harden would be at the kind of last years of his maybe, maybe absolute end of his prime. You know, it's the best way of saying it. Sure. Okay. That's solid. That's solid. Mm, I mean, Houston won't be the only contender then. Oh, boy. I think, like, another thing, too, with – in terms of just the reaction is like after KD left, it was always like in Russ, we trust just like one person. But now like after the main and the other main guy is gone, it's like there's, I mean, I, I retract my previous statement as far as like the whole Steven Adams thing being the guy that everyone depends on. There's no like in Steve, we trust or yeah. Steve go, Steve go. It's like, I think just the whole, I mean, not just like Oklahoma, it, um, in general, but just like the thunder, like, I think they're just like, what, not like, what do we do as far as like selling tickets? Like who wants to go see us? Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think thunder fans are definitely loyal, but I mean, they definitely, the team has got to come up big those first couple games and prove that, Hey, you know, we're still here. We'll still, we're still here for the state. So we're going to play as much as we can. And, as hard as we can, so I mean, we'll try to give it our best. But I mean, um, it's just the the it's the end of the Russell Westbrook era, and it's like that's just a lot a lot yeah. to swallow for some people, like including, including myself. Yeah. Um, what I, what I start looking at is is that I start looking towards the future of what this team could be with SGA, Gilgis Alexander, and a couple other of the pieces we have. I think Terrence, Terrence Ferguson can improve his three-point shooting, get a little bit better on defense, and be a, be a really quality wing. Um, you know, the, the guy they picked up this year, Darius Baisley, isn't – I mean, it's hard to tell what he looks like because he played – he interned at New Balance. He didn't really play. Um, there's, not, there's not a lot of film on him, honestly. It's hard to tell. But, you know, the Thunder have, you know, the reigning dunk champion for what all it's worth, and – they have Shea Gilders Alexander and Danilo Gallinari might be helpful this year. Might be a good trade package to get another pick back or something if another team gets desperate. We'll see. But I start looking ahead to the future. And 
the biggest thing I have is that is that next year the Thunder have two first rounders, more than likely, their own in the Nuggets. And then in 2021, they have three first rounders, more than likely, as you know, pick swaps and stuff like that, and protections, whatever. Um, and then that that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, is that that all of a sudden in two drafts from now, so not this next one, but the one after, Thunder all of a sudden have three first round picks, more or less. Um, you know, with the protections, they might have one or two or three, but three first rounders in a draft in two years is that, that, that could quickly turn around. I don't know if there's a Zion Williamson in two years. No one really does right now. I, I haven't seen any, you know, scout go, oh my gosh, the Thunder is set up for 2021 because so, some guy would make that article because it would catch on fire and be worth a lot of ad revenue for some website. But I'm trying to get a hope, as hopeful as I can for the Thunder for the future because right now it seems, um, what's the best way to say it? It's it, it's it's not the not the brightest outlook. This isn't a you know two All Star team, uh, two All Star player team anymore um, for for us right now. Uh, so kind of a different uh, deal here, but it's more of like a fan reaction mm-hmm. um, here in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know who started it, but someone shared a post where it's like uh, open tryouts at Chesapeake Center Arena like this Thursday. Like, come on over and uh, just try out for the Thunder. It was it was obviously a joke, kind of like the whole deal with Area 51, but it was just like that's how low people have sunk. Like, hey, we want open tryouts for a professional basketball team. Wait, you think people are really – you think the Area 51 thing is a joke? Are you not going? I signed the petition. Are you not joining Area 51 with a bunch of other crazy people you've never seen before in your life to oh, go no. get gunned down by the U.S.? I'm, I'm going to go sign up right now, okay? Okay. Right. I mean, I, you're closer than me, so can I bunk with you? Can I bunk with you, and then we can just drive over there? I Sure. I bet it's about six, seven hours from San Diego, so we'll we'll make it, you know, be a day trip. Go okay, grab cool. an alien, Go Go grab an alien come back. I, I that, all, that all stuff is hilarious to me, but I... I wish, I wish in retrospect, I don't want to get too deep. I wish in retrospect people paid more attention to other stuff that actually matters um, instead of just being trying to be funny and calling it a joke. But I don't know. It's me. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Back to sports, on the other hand. Um, I, I think it is kind of funny that somebody's like, you know, whoever wants to play for the Thunder next year. I mean, um, there's just not a lot of... Not a lot of people walking around Oklahoma City where it's like six foot eight, you know, six foot six to six foot eight. That could um could even really go try out and make a difference, you know. It's kind of when mm-hmm. Oklahoma State basketball had their tryouts. I think this past year or the year before. I think this past year, and it was yeah, it, it was open tryouts because they dismissed three guys from the team um due to legal issues with the with with the law, I want to say not not like some contract thing, but with the law, they had you know issues with the police. Um, they had open tryouts, and then like a couple of guys from the football team made it, you know, and stuff, and that was kind of fun. But not not a lot of current guys where I'd go, you know what, he could play with the Thunder. I do wonder what Mitch McGarry is doing right now in Perry Jones the third. Perry Jones the third might still be playing basketball. Mitch McGarry probably not. We'll see. You remember either of those names I'm talking about? They, I remember Perry. I'm that barely, barely Perry remember. Jones the third. I think yep. they were definitely um, after my time. After well, my time, so I think I, think I don't really watch them. I think they're before your time. Before my time, I think they're before you moved to before you went to college, before you were in Oklahoma. Okay, maybe. Right. They were when I was in high school, so that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Way before that. Sorry. I, I thought you're still. I thought those were the guys that you're referencing that like were dismissed from the team. Oh no, like, no, no. I'm talking about Thunder guys now. Flip back over to it. But but yeah, I see that was confusing. Um, okay. Yeah. It's it's all good. Change the subjects real quick here. I I I think the I think toss around. You guys remember when Perry Jones the third played for the Thunder when Kevin Durant was out and. He played so magnificently well for a couple of weeks before he got injured himself, you know. And Mitch McGarry really running out there like a like a young Blake Griffin until um, he couldn't put um, put the joint down. So I, I don't I don't know. I I think all of these 
Thunder guys are awesome. I love all the players, but I would really love, I would really, I would definitely buy a pay-per-view to see guys try out for, um, try out to play on the Thunder. Cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story real quick is that when I was in high school, I was really trying to play a lot of basketball before I went to college and just trying to get in shape. And it seemed like you get a lot more guys, uh, all more buddies from high school out to go play a game of pickup at the Y than you could to go work out at the Y. And, Honestly, it's a lot more fun just to play pickup basketball than it was to work out anyways. So I go ask a couple guys, like, hey, let's go down. They hit me up the Y. And there's this one dude who was about six foot, I want to say six foot six. He's clearly taller than me. No one would ever say we're close to the same height. So I'm going to say at least six six. He could be six five. Honestly, I'm maybe I'm six two, maybe I'm six one. Um, probably six foot. But anyways, he was on the um, he was on the University of Central Oklahoma UCO's uh, basketball team, and he was just mm-hmm. trying to kind of get some extra playing in. Um, you know, was talking about you know trying to transfer out, you know, maybe go play at Oklahoma State, whatsoever, all type of stuff. And I remember playing on his team, and you felt like you were the greatest player of pickup basketball ever. You would pass him a pass him the ball, he'd make a spin move, you know, he'd have a little jab step hit the bucket, you know, kind of like look you off, like good pass, man. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, I had no idea, you know. And then all of a sudden you would play against him and you'd be me and you'd be my height and you'd have to go against this guy. And, and this guy is not a D1 athlete. He's not a D1 player. He's not a walk-on D1 player. He's at University of Central Oklahoma, which I have a lot of friends who went to college here and stuff like that. Not disrespecting the college you went to. I'm just just saying that the athletes on your team are not the same athletes in the Big 12 and yeah. or in the NBA basketball. And this guy was treating was treating this pickup game like it was um like it was like a college age guy playing against 10-year-olds and it just wasn't even his height wasn't that great but his ability to like handle the ball, go grab a rebound off the glass, his you know, it, the fact that he could jump so much higher than anyone else could. It didn't matter that he was that much taller. He could, he would just out jump you. If he was the same height as me, he was out jumping me by half a foot. Easy. And this is why I was actually in good shape before I tore my ACL. So we're we're talking before you knew me, Bo. Um, okay. So like that. that that's kind of my thing. Of I would pay to see a bunch of guys try out for the Thunder and just see what it looks like. You know, see see somebody out there who goes. Oh yeah, man. I played in I played in college. You know, I played in high school, and then go up against like the Thunder's G League team. You know, be like, yeah, you, you think you're good <laughs> at basketball? You haven't seen what kind of levels the other guys are at yet. Because I'll tell you what, when I got a first like taste of playing with this UCO guy, when I was you know during the summer of a year that I was actually in decent shape, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. There was no way I was playing against this guy. There was no way I was ever going pro or collegiate or whatever in basketball because this dude's just taller than me by a lot and i'm not even close i would play point guard you know chris paul's taller than me and he looks short compared to those other guys so love to see a bunch of uh oklahoma cityans go play go play up because there's just so many people i know who would talk a lot of it and then to actually see the people who talk a lot and then actually have to show up um and go it's it's kind of like if you watch um Watch like Katie Nolan's segment she had on ESPN of guys okay. who tweet back like, "Oh, I could run a four five. And It's like, "All right, let's see you." Then they run like a seven, you know. It's like a seven second forty, you know. It just, just kind of like I'd love to see because there definitely would be like that's what I'd be paying for is those guys to see how they did. I'm sure there's a couple of guys who were close, but yeah, you know, no cigar and are doing something else with their lives and would love to go try out and could actually be somewhat close, but. Love to see the other guys who would just talk a lot and then actually would try to show up. You know, that'd be a lot of, that'd be really funny to me too. Yeah. I was going to say, just like walk into the trials and be like, hey, yeah, what's your experience level? Oh, you know, I was a C League champ back in college. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, even though we were never champions, but, uh, just, just a fun idea, you know. I was, um, I was reigning C League champ, you know, back to back years of my co ed. And also, as co-ed, um, co-rec, B-League champ as well. I scored thirty points in a game. It's like, oh, in the in the le- in the second level, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's intramurals at OSU. It's pretty good. 
Okay, let's see what you got. <laughs> Check my stats on imleagues.com. Check my stats. Check my stats. I've proven I've proven to increase win probability. You know, um, my plus minus <laughs> is insane. Uh, would love to have some guys out there. You know, oh my gosh, dude, it, that would be that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, that. But um, so so you did not like playing against the six six guy. I actually played a pickup game today. I, I I won the game for us, Calvin. I won the game for us. But uh, that's besides the point. We gotta play some basketball sometime. Dude, when I when I get back to Oklahoma, I am telling you the first thing I'm doing is calling up Bo Wilson and going, "Hey man, let's go hoop. Let's go shoot some hoops." The Colvin, you know, gotta gotta hit it up. You won't pass. What? You won't pass. I said you won't pass to me. I pass to you all the time. You just never beat me in a game of one on one. So why would I think you're better than me? Oh, we can hash this out a different time. This is not really a you know formal podcast, dog. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, just okay. throwing it out there, folks. Okay, I'm I got you. It out I got you. Yeah, I'm an older and slower white guy than you are, and you still can beat me. So I'm just, just letting you know. Heck yeah, you have the height on me. I got, the, I got, I got the ups. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I know you're also a big soccer fan, so I wanted to ask you what were your thoughts on the Women's World Cup, man? Um, you know. Getting the get number four. We won. Oh man, that it was like I don't know. It wasn't as exciting as 2015, but I mean, it was still exciting. It was definitely a different, different taste in the mouth to the win because just a just a little. I, no, I'm I'm not gonna even go even gonna go there. But I mean, I just think that this World Cup was definitely a little bit more political of a win than the 2015 one um and uh you know i think after the win it, they're starting to get a bad rep which it's kind of like no let's let's not do that let's just all accept it for what it was they played a great world cup they won their celebrations were top notch i mean if you scored a goal in the world cup when you're like 20 years old your first world cup how how are you going to react are you just going to Cross your arms and, you know, just be like, hey, that was a goal. I did that. I mean, no, you're going to run to the corner with your arm. I mean, it's just so I, I thought the whole deal with the celebrations was a little over the top. I mean, it's like I don't know, it was start to finish. I think there was just a lot of criticism going into World Cup and the girls knew it, too. They definitely knew it. Um so, I mean, they knew what to expect. And I think, you know, that first game was just like, hey, we are taking your criticism and we get the final. And they did. And, oh, my gosh, I would just have to say the last thing for the Women's World Cup, Rose Lavelle is going to be huge in the next World Cup. I mean, that last – her goal in the final was incredible. Did you see it? I, I I did. Uh, I mean, it was it was in it was insane. I uh, what what's the best way to say this? Um, I feel like the, I feel like the way they celebrated the goals was honestly great, and that's for two for for two reasons. One, it was genuinely well done. Um, it was genuinely the you know Alex Morgan sipping the tea, you know Abby Wambach standing there with her hands out, arms out, and stuff like that. I thought that was genuinely well done, um, and, and yeah, be it showmanship, show off. You're winning the World Cup. You know, you're being the team. You're scoring a goal. You know, only happens once every four years. Just, just go off. You know, have as much fun as possible. Um, and the second thing I, I thought about is that all the celebrations and the way that um, all these women handled themselves throughout the World Cup was really. Uh, one, a great way to represent the United States and multiple different personalities, multiple different um, ethnicities, all playing for one team. You know, the backup goalie, you know, is an Oklahoma State alum, you know, you know, Cowgirl Soccer. So that was awesome, too. And I I, I really think that at, at the end of the day, like, that was kind of a cool thing because I went to Oklahoma State and I was like, oh, that, that's an extra cool thing um, you know, about watching the World Cup. But but the the really added thing is that it 
so many people tuned in. So many people watched. So many people really drew their eyes and attention to the Women's World Cup. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. It happens every four years. I honestly wish it happened more often because then all of a sudden maybe we have women's soccer leagues instead of, instead of like we you have the USL right now. And, you know, that's kind of like the developmental leagues or so for the MLS. And why don't we have something? We probably do have something similar for the for the women's teams that I just don't even know about. And I, I, I'll i go online tonight and be start researching and, and stuff like that. Because honestly, it's one of the things where I was like, wow, this is it's a lot of fun to watch. These women are really, really good at this sport. And at the end of the day, it was just a lot of fun to watch soccer. I didn't, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm going to watch it because, you know, it's men's or women's or, or whatever. I was just like, this is awesome. We're watching soccer. And you know what? I just wish they got paid more at the end of the day because I understand the pay gaps is insane as a lot of people are referencing. And it brought a lot of attention to that as well, which I think is good. It should be changed. You know, I still remember the John Oliver, I believe, uh, Daily Show clip or maybe last week's night clip of, him, you know, saying he could outplay the women's U.S. women's soccer team and just making a fool of himself. And, you know, the men get played a lot more for not even making it anywhere near as far. So it was it was really cool. I think all together, um, you know, it's two main points of it was honestly a great way to uh, show up the other team. And it was genuine. And the second part of it is a great way to represent the United States, too. I think that was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as far as like you make a good point there as far as like between the men and the women, I think that was another huge side to it, too, as far as like last year, the USA men's team did not make the World Cup. They didn't participate in it. It was and not even that. It was a a stupid loss to Trinidad and Tobago, which we recently beat them five to one or six to one, I think, in the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Um, So, I mean, and they by the way, the men lost the Gold Cup to Mexico one nil. So it's just like. Just the fact that exactly to your points, like the men cannot contribute what the women are contributing. And it's not that, I mean, we have the facilities, we have the talent, it's there. I mean, just what's going to, what's the tick? What's going to make you say, hey, let's go one step further. Let's go, like, get to the ball, like, you know, defend well, clear the ball as much as you can. So I don't, I don't know. That, that's a, yeah. I mean, just, I, and then, like, I mean, just the women—they just represent the USA so well. I mean, they—they know they've been there before. They've been on that platform, and they do it well. The men have not been on that platform, so they don't know how to do it. It's like when they flounder; it's just they're good at that. You know, they know what to do. It's like, hey, we'll be better next year. It's fine. But I mean, when they're on that big stage, it's like, what's going to happen? So I don't know. Yeah, it's, we uh, shall see. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I don't know. It's it's a it's a lot of also the say, N- yeah. the NWSL was founded in 2012, and okay. there's like six six or eight teams though. It's it's not that much. I mean, but I mean before before 2012, a bunch of those girls would play over in Europe. So like like whenever they say football club, it's not like it's just men's soccer it's like they have women's soccer they have cricket they have basketball over there like fc barcelona basketball is one of the best in europe that's where the i think that's where the gasol brothers are from too that's where uh oklahoma city thunder zone alex brinis went back to to play i believe it's barcelona after uh he kind of got healthy and stuff like that fc barcelona for basketball at least yeah, I'm switching sports cool. here, but still want to throw it out there, man. I knew something. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> you. Yeah, thanks so much. I knew something when I came to soccer. Yeah, man. I, um, I, I mean, I was really happy with it as well. Is, is there anything else you kind of want to touch on as far as recent sports news? You know, your your Patriots are. You know, are they going to repeat as Super Bowl champs? Anything like that? They will not. They will not repeat as Super Bowl. Um. As far as let's see, as far as sports news go, um, oh, more soccer news. Um, just real quick, uh, the European teams, so from the Premier League, are making their way across the USA, and they're doing a tour. So recently, my Rapids played the Arsenal. Oh my gosh! It's like the Arsenal team wasn't even playing their starters. 
So it was just kind of like, what's, what's that, that about? So, And then one of my friends from Minnesota actually sent me a message saying that uh, um, the Minnesota Loons were playing against uh, Aston Villa, and they also lost 3-0. So just the, the level of soccer over in Europe just can't compete with the USA or uh, vice versa. <laughs> the level of soccer in the USA can't compete with that in Europe. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of see that, you know. Guys, kind of can see that right on the wall, you know, to be honest. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Outside basketball that. and yeah, outside all that stuff. How are the Padres doing? Good. They won tonight. Beat the Marlins. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as far as and I, I haven't really been keeping up with the Patriots on the off season. Um, I got to check on my Minnesota Wild, see how they're doing, but I'm sure they won't make the playoffs next year either. Who, who is your hockey team? Just real quick, dude. I don't know. I, I was I named a podcast, um, you know, about the San Jose Sharks and did one on them with uh, Trevor Disbro. You may remember from the time we rode down to Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, game with him, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 it might've been the sharks. It might be the Knights. It might be the star. It's really tough. I just don't watch a ton of hockey to be honest. It's a, it's the sport of the four main sports of baseball, um, basketball, football, and hockey. It's, it's the, it's the next one I really need to start watching. And then I should also honestly pick an MLS team to really follow. I probably be FC Dallas, but I'm not exactly sure right now either. And I see that was the closest one to Oklahoma City. So, like, that's kind of the – and then the Oklahoma City energy feed into the – the Oklahoma City energy, the um, USL team for Oklahoma City, they feed into okay. FC Dallas from my understanding. So, that would probably be the MLS team that I'd root for. But then, then again, it's just uh, – I'm a big Oklahoma City fan, and there's not a USL team in San Diego. So, I'm – you know, or, and there's not an MLS team in San Diego, and the next close ones are in L.A. And it's just, all right, really be a fan of an L.A. team just because I'm – Hundred miles away, so I I'm not not choosing a soccer team or a hockey team just yet. Still, just a fan of the sport and need to start watching it more. To be honest, I gotcha, I gotcha. That's good, that's good. Yeah. Another okay. So this is kind of like going back to the whole deal with Russell Westbrook, not not directly, but kind of like the future of the, the NBA. Um, as far as like you know, the you see the players who. Like um, Kobe, he played for the Lakers his whole career. Um, I mean, like, you know, Russell Westbrook was that guy for the Thunder for so long. And it's like, when are we going to have that type of player again? I mean, when is the NBA's, when is it not going to be all about, um, it's just a business aspect. Like, when will one player just say, hey, I just want to play for this team and that's it. I just, I guess just that's just what I want to see in the future. You know, just let's just maybe Zion, maybe Zion will be that guy. Play for Pelicans his whole career. I, it could be possible. Uh, don't get me wrong. I feel like it will be a team that is, um, man. I, I feel like it's going to be a team that drafts drafts a guy who's pretty good. Um, like Westbrook was almost the perfect guy for this. Of uh, a guy who's pretty good is overshadowed by another teammate who wins an MVP before him. Um, and then the MVP of the team who is overshadowing him leaves and then Westbrook like is on the team. You know, and I I think Westbrook was you know the last guy who stayed with the team for eleven years, so props to him for that. Um, and not asking for a trade or, you know, after the first chance he got of leaving and doing that and stuff. I would say personally, I think it's gonna be um I think it's going to be in like a couple of years. I think the NBA needs to try to retool it. And one idea I've seen thrown around, so it's not my own idea, um, of course, here. But it's, it's the idea of not hurting the cap to re-sign their own player for more money. So right now we saw the the Hornets, um, the Charlotte Hornets, could have re-signed Kemba Walker for $80 million more million than any other team. But the Hornets said, we don't think Kemba Walker's worth that. We're going to re-sign him for what any other team would. 
um, at the same level. And Campbell Walker said, all right, if it's going to be that way, like I'm going to go ahead and leave to another team then. Um, because, you know, he, he missed, he, he could have made $80 million extra. And there's got to be something that the NBA does to make it so that these contracts aren't so um, tough on the back end, that you're not going, oh my gosh, we're going to pay Chris Paul $40 million, you know, per season at the end. Like the NBA needs to do something else besides that um, structure. That this Just reduce the amount of money goes on a team's cap when they sign a guy to a Supermax or something. That way that at the end of the day, you know, I, oh, we really would love to keep Giannis onto the Kumbo forever. And he's the best player we have on our team, et cetera, et cetera, as the box in the small market. And he's the guy. We keep putting guys around him. But Giannis is thinking about leaving because we haven't won the championship yet. Um, and then going, well, the NBA goes, well, we're not going to count the Supermax as much against your hard caps. You're not in luxury tax hell for as many years or whatever. That way the Bucks can still go out there, still get more picks while they still pay Giannis what he's worth. Something has to be done like that. And the only kind of idea I've heard is that is that idea I just said where they restructure it so that the hard cap isn't hit as hard for the teams who do resign these guys. And it's changed up a little bit. But to be honest with you, Bo, it's it's tough, man. I'm not sure what the best move is right now. Hmm. There we go. I got to look at the trends. That's interesting. I, I don't really – I remember, you know, back in the whole sports management class days when our professor Finch had us doing that whole salary cap stuff, and um, uh, I just I just did whatever deal sounded best. And, yeah, I, I haven't really taken a whole lot of look into that, but, you know, I was just curious. But that, that, was, a, that was an interesting take on it, Calvin. I like that. What about you? Any any other updates on sports for you? Any updates in general? Um, Oklahoma State football is right around the corner, man. We're uh, almost almost a month out. Seeing uh, those guys play up in uh, Oregon's at or at Oregon State for the home opener for the uh, way opener, excuse me. But um, yeah, you're going to that, right? Yeah, I'm going to it. I'll be there, man. I'm I'm excited. So, oh, heck yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Are you uh Are you driving? Are you making the drive up there? No, no, I'll I'll fly. Uh, San Diego to Oregon State is a little too far for me for sure. Okay, right. it's 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 honestly. Um, let's get, let's see if stats. Country, are, I'll, I'll see if stats the research research can pull it up again. They were so quick with the um, they're so quick with that stat about James Harden and his his height and stuff like that. We'll see if they can pull it up again. But I would I would love to drive up there. I think it'd be more fun. I like seeing the coastline of. San Diego and, you know, all of California, West Coast. But you know what? It probably just too too, uh, too far. Let's see. All right. Sads and research lagged a little bit, but uh, just heads up, it'd be 16 hours of driving straight from here to there. So a little too far to drive, I would say. Especially when I would drive up there on – I would leave here on Thursday in San Diego. Uh-huh. Probably get up there. At midnight, if I left here at like, I mean, even if I leave here at 6 a.m., I'm not getting there by midnight. You know, I just seem, I mean, 18 hours, you know, and do a 16 hour drive seems a little rough by myself. And then, um, I mean, it's Labor Day weekend, so let's say I drive back Sunday, it's still, it's still, it's kind of there Friday, Saturday, and then all of a sudden I can just start driving back after just driving 16 hours up. So I'm looking at flying. <laughs> flying looks like the better option. Also, gas prices here are not too cheap. I don't know if you've heard about that before. Is that California kind of has insane mm-hmm. gas prices, so it uh probably a little bit more advantageous to fly. It's probably just just kind of worth it in the end. I need to take a look at a map once in a while, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be saving that much money. Um, well, just for reference here, so California, you know, from here to San Francisco is about seven or eight hours. And yeah, San Diego is right across the border from Mexico. Right, right. And um, this this stadium here is um, Corvallis is about an hour south of Portland, it looks like. And just for reference, Portland's almost at the border with Washington, the state of Washington. So it's oh, it's funny. it's real far up there. Um, you know, it's about the so I guess Corvallis is um, yeah, it's about about 
I mean, it's a solid three to four hours inside of Oregon. So it's it's not right. It's not right on the side, other side of San Francisco or anything like that. Um, and I mean, you got you pass San Francisco and you still keep driving for a while to get to Oregon. So, yeah, cheats. California's a big state, man. It's the third largest economy in the world. Um, if it broke off from the United States. That, that's what your dad said in one one last podcast I listened to. Third economy. In, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember. I remember a podcast guest say, "Man, um, I I remember." So I uh, gotta keep you the ear out there for a man. You know, gotta 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 remember. It's good. It was good feedback for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, since uh, since we mentioned Carrie Alexander, or at least I did, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know second his recommendation and the podcast that he was in definitely uh definitely go watch rewatchables if you haven't already the uh the most recent post on there was inglorious bastards um it's about an hour hour 10 long just great great stuff great content um, yes so did you watch inglorious bastards and then listen to the podcast or did you just start listening to the podcast Vi- vice versa yeah vice the versa. podcast listen and then watch it and watch yeah yeah yeah, they just they just pick out quotes that you would never think of. So, yeah. Well, that might be what I do tonight after this podcast. Then, Bo, thanks so much for joining, man. Always appreciate you. Um, what do you what do you what do you what do you repping? What's uh what's everyone need to check about Bo Wilson? You got Instagram, Twitter. What are we what are you promoting here? LinkedIn. 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 <laughs> Bo more. Bo Wilson, Stillwater, Oklahoma, currently. Uh, I don't. I don't have Insta. I don't have Twitter. I, I got rid of that stuff. Maybe I should get it back again. Who knows? I'm taking a hiatus from social media. Not a bad thing. You don't have to. Um. I mean, no one's. No one's. Uh. You know. Do your own thing, man. But uh, if you're looking to hire somebody, Bo Wilson, Stillwater area of Oklahoma. That's how you can find him. Is uh, you know, do that whole locations drop down, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and then type in. B-E-A-U space Wilson, as it would normally be spelled, and you'll find Bo Wilson. Uh, thank and you. for any 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 job you can think of, he'll uh he'll at least apply for. We'll see. Bo, thanks so much okay. for joining again. Um sorry for the segue here at the end, but go follow at the CGA tour on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and then go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get the podcasts on 10 separate platforms, Spotify, iTunes, anchor.fm. Feel free to leave me a voice message on Anchor FM, and uh, we'll catch everyone soon. Bo, thanks so much. Go, folks. See you, Calvin.